Hello there. Welcome to Deep. I'm your host, Jordan Cameron. This is a podcast where I'll be bringing a series of interesting guests on to talk about their passions, beliefs, and views on the world. And through these conversations, I hope you can go away, never being able to dig deeper into your everyday lives to find the truth, beauty, and new potentials and possibilities that we can truly achieve in this world. Today's guest is Lawrence Cameron, who is a big inspiration in my life for the past 10 years. Also, he's a strong vegan with lots of interesting views on the world, so I thought it would be fitting to have him as my first guest. Lawrence, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me on. It's a privilege to have you on as my first guest ever on Digging Deep. So um, I want to ask, or start off by asking you what made you want to come on the show when I invited you, and are you scared to show some vulnerability while you dig deep with me today? Um, yeah, I suppose somewhat. I'm not, I don't consider myself a particularly... Um open person these these sorts of discussions i usually have uh i'm 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 very anonymous online and uh so yeah there's a so i'm I'm a bit nervous but it's fine don't worry we'll only dig as deep as you want to (laughs) that yeah that's fine and what made you want to come on the show today then what made me want to come on um well you, you invited me to talk about some interesting topics um to dig deep so to say <laughs> about things i care about and um it's nice to have some interest shown in the things i care about yeah, it's an honor to have you on so thank you um so i want to start off by um talking about one of the biggest topics that's been going on in the world while the world has been completely just on you could either say while the world's been on pause or mm-hmm. lockdown or um the world it, we're at world's end really <laughs> yeah um, and I want to ask you how you're holding up in this new world of what we call, I use quotation marks here, but you can't see them, normal, or it could be argued that this is normal as we just have to adjust to it, whether we like it or not. Um, well, I'm actually doing just fine because for, for me and a lot of people, this quarantine is, is, is pretty much just, just a way of life for a lot of us. But I, I remember seeing the infectious stats for um, COVID-19 like back in January or so. I saw how, how infectious it was and how deadly it was. And I was like, oh, sh- oh, oh, oh bugger. This is, this is going to be a global pandemic, isn't it? So I, pre- I, so I prepared myself. I bought some gold um, and I got myself a VR headset. Um, and, and that's how I prepared. And uh, that's why I'm doing just fine right now. That's really nice. Um, so definitely will be, I want to touch more on the um, VR subjects later, but um, mm. So as a society, do you think we were sort of ready for what um, COVID-19 was going to change us all as like a world, I guess, because it was just such a big shock, really. But um, I mean, in January, we thought, oh, it's going to probably just maybe stay in Wuhan or just those parts of the mm. world. And then next thing we know, it's knocking on the UK's borders and we're like, oh, bollocks, you know, we've got to adjust, um, p- potentially just going to lockdown and for me, mm-hmm. it's been a really strange experience because I don't get to see you. Well, um, obviously, we don't live together, but um, I don't get to see you every Thursday now, which is a real bummer. So mm-hmm. um, what do you think it's had a sort of a test on as a, us as a society? Yeah. yeah, well, I think it shows... Um, I think it just shows how... Uh, because my my friends they, they live a, a similar lifestyle to, to me that they don't they don't particularly go all that out all that all much i mean they still go out and i still go out but we're adapted to this this sort of lifestyle this sort of lifestyle 
but for some people, they're, they're pulling their, their hair out, they're losing their, their minds. So I think it shows just how different we've always, how how our lifestyle has changed, how we're adapted to cope with this sort of situation. And it's and it's and for the people who who aren't adapted, it's 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 up to them to make the most out of their quarantine and to figure out how to how to navigate um their their lifestyle. So I'd say. I really do like that answer because um, obviously still a lot of people are furloughed. So, mm -hmm. um, like you say, it's sort of how we're how we can adapt to it each as a person. So, you, like you said yourself, you bought some gold as well. So you're having that financial security. Also, mm -hmm. like you said, VR headset as well. You're making sure that you're, I guess, being entertained as many ways as you can. Um, mm -hmm. You think people sometimes, um, I don't know, it's more, hmm, I don't know how to put this to you. It's like, you think some of us are really ready for this that in terms of... Um, no. <laughs> state? Uh, sorry, was that last part I didn't catch you? Um, in a mental state, because obviously, like you said, people are pulling their hair out and everything. So, yeah. um, obviously, there's the introverts and extroverts, um, it's that way of adjusting to going to be you know, being an introvert, introvert from an extrovert, um, how do you think people have adjusted to that? If you've had any friends that are like that? <laughs> um, I think for a lot of people, when you say, how do they adjust? I, th I think a lot of them aren't, that they're simply not adjusting, that they're, they're, um, they're on social media, I guess, just wasting their lives away, which is um, sad to see. But uh, I remember, I remember that there are, I know there are people making the most out, out of their quarantine. Um, I saw a good video on YouTube by CGB Gray. He uses quarantine. Um, he uses he uses this analogy where you have to keep where you're on a spaceship, and you have to keep your mental meter and your physical meter up. Um, but you only have the, this small this small spaceship, and you have to um, designate certain areas in in order to keep both your mental and your um, and your physical states up. So that means uh, keeping keeping one part of your house dedicated to exercise, one to sleep, one one strictly for entertainment, and and you shouldn't mix the two in order to get that that kind of diversity in, in your life. Do you think there'd be a danger of mixing the two? Um, yeah, yeah, I think there is. I mean, um, it's it's no secret that say um, you get you go your your brain's gonna have a hard time going to sleep when you're. When you're bed, when you're always on your phone in bed, it, it's because your your brain doesn't quite associate um, your bed with just sleep anymore. It associates it with entertainment, with laugh, with laughing, with what, with watching the riots. And it sounds silly, but this, but these sort of um, subconscious, the the bed, there's another meaning to what the bed is in your mind. There's another layer to it. Yeah, because with the way that the world has changed mm -hmm. so over God knows how many years, um, we can bring these things with us wherever we go. So say, for example, our phones, and like you said, it can it's always a part of us now. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I do, um, I also mean about when people do waste their lives away on social media, that um, 
essentially this pandemic it's obviously it's not good but when you can make the best out of something that's not really fantastic that's mm-hmm. when i believe your true abilities of um how to change something bad into good can show like you can even though we might all be still trapped up inside if you're not out protesting at the moment mm-hmm. um you you have so many ways to expand yourself from learning a new language to um uh, going back to what you said investing in things um starting up for example youtube channels or what i've done here you're on my very first podcast so um where do you do you feel that that's like more of a how do i word this it's more um do you believe sometimes it's just sort of integrated into us that we can actually some of us can actually go and um work through the bad times and then some of the others will just um sit back and waste their lives away if you know what i mean um are you are you saying that it's perhaps are you asking if it's perhaps like a genetic thing where some people are better more a better cope to deal with this sort of thing yeah in in that sort of sense mm. but there's some people that can be um they can say oh yeah i'm gonna go and do this go and do that but then actually never act on it but then some people who will actually go and act on it and say that they'll go and do it if you know what i mean yeah i mean i think um i think that people have different um social social needs people need much more social communication so people need much less i i be, i i cope quite well because i i need very little so, social communication and yeah how you feel on that <laughs> yeah and 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 uh, yeah i definitely feel lucky um and i and i can't imagine what it's like for people who are uh, who are at the at the other end of the spectrum yeah it must be horrible for them really mm-hmm. i mean i do feel really bad for them um that you know they would go out to say uh spoons and go for a pint or something mm-hmm. or um with the boys yeah get around in with the boys or something <laughs> <laughs> um, can't so wait yeah. to do that again yeah it's going to be nice just um seeing everyone unlike how i feel as well that i can actually go out and, mm-hmm. and not have to when obviously this is all over i won't have to keep the 2 meter rule so you know i can go yeah. I can go and hug mom. I can go and hug um Alan as well and um you know we can um even with our mates as well depending on what we do from from crazy stuff you know even if it's just putting poo on a stick and chasing someone around with it you know we don't have to keep that near <laughs> distance and go back to where we were you know <laughs> Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. I can't um, wait for that. Oh it's going to be fun. You don't do that though. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think did I did I miss a vital point in my uh, in my upbringing? Uh not as far as I know. Um I've chosen people with a corner stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to bring in um stink bombs and um all the little jokes we used to play on each other. It, like good times were those were good times when we were younger. I do miss them. <laughs> If I remember correctly, you played them on me. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember playing them on you. I I grew up more as a brother, and I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Sorry for bringing it up. No, no, it's fine. Um, obviously, I'd like to dig deep as well. Yeah. Um, it, it's some of the vulnerability that I get to show on this as well. So mm. more than happy. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so from it being a test of humanity from humanity uh, us as a a human race to the beautiful to the like the lowest points we can go in um our world what do you believe COVID-19 has brought out of us in this world and where do you see life after COVID-19 what do you think COVID-19 has brought out of us in the world um yeah, sorry, it's a bit of a big, deep, dig deep question there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to know how to um, attack that sort of question. But what I, I do know, and I think it'd be interesting to discuss, is that um, divorce rates have absolutely skyrocketed during COVID. I don't know if you've heard of this or not. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Absolutely oh. through the roof. Why do you think, do, when you hear that, do, do, do you have any ideas why? Um... I mean, I personally have seen things on my um, Facebook where um, couples have, um, women especially, they've been suffering domestic abuse because of the lockdown and it's been a real test of like Mm. marriage relationships and how well they can hold up you being together in quarantine. So, excuse me, um, I don't know if it's anything related to that, is it? I mean, I, I don't actually have any um, definitive answers, but it's it's very strange to see um, that sort of statistic. I mean, I, I think perhaps it, it it shows that when you when you spend so much time with a with a single person, then you you're going to get some sort of underlying problems that are, are going to surface or not. I know that um, a lot of people are now getting laid off and. Um, and uh, there may, and it shows there might not be that kind of economic stability in the relationship or not. Who knows? But I think um, I think it shows that. How do I put this? Take your time. We've got ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm trying to use my 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 words very carefully here. Um, <laughs> um yeah i think i think i think what it shows is that uh it's it's if 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 you separate from someone because you're spending so much time with them then and and that reveals some underlying problems in the relationship i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because, well, because i mean i'm sorry you're counting on that oh yeah yeah that's fine because um you're not you're not post postponing something that might inevitably end in that scenario yeah having that space in um relationships i i mean i haven't had a very long one in a very long time now but um mm-hmm. when i my last one i'm going on from what you said there i do believe having that space is very vital and important that you can't be with someone that you care about it doesn't mm. even have to be either if it's you know like a loving relationship like a, another partner it could be say um for like me and you for example mm-hmm. um, we used to live together and we saw each other every day mm-hmm. now we don't live together it's we have that space and we've got more things to talk about when we meet up again um, we and I personally believe as well it makes you enjoy that time a lot more mm-hmm. when you have that time apart. Um, I don't know if you feel the same. Uh, perhaps yeah, that, that that might perhaps be true. I mean, you you sound like you have much more experience. 
Yeah, it's um, I mean, like I said, it, it doesn't have to be just with someone else mm -hmm. um, you love. Well, obviously, we're brothers and we've got that brotherly love and stuff. But say, for example, you know, a husband or a wife or boyfriend, girlfriend or anything that you it it, it probably goes back to that. Um, mm -hmm. that absence makes the heart grow fonder. I believe that's the correct term. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, and that you can have even if it's someone that's just going to work and having that time away, the other person will, when they say come back from work, they appreciate that time more because they miss them and they want to um, see them more. But then with the lockdown, um, it's probably had a real effect on how couples and families will just stay together in one house mm -hmm. and go on from their normal everyday lives. Yeah. Um, you also asked me, how do you see life after COVID-19? Yeah, that's true. Sorry, I was going to go into that now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Because um, I think this is this is a really good eye, um, time to talk about VR and, and what's next for it. I know I know we, we're going to touch on it, um, going to touch on it later, but there's a particular aspect that I think is very interesting and um, for the future of tech and its virtual workspaces. So, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was talked about in um, the Oculus, the latest Oculus conference, and they have a prototype where you can map out your entire room or your entire office. That say, so uh, so it's saved as, as a as a virtual model, and you can you, so someone else and uh, say on the other side of the world they can enter that virtual space with a virtual avatar. Wow! Yeah, it's true. I'd, I'd highly recommend anyone even slightly interested to, uh, to check it out. And the, and the technology for this is only getting better and better every single day. And I think when when humanity has is being quarantined like this, this kind of technology is um, it, it's showing how it's showing how useful this this kind of technology could be. Like oh. because because a lot of people would be doing much better if if we could see each other in virtual reality. Definitely. I think it's just like the next best thing that even though we can't hold our loved ones or touch our loved ones or anything like that, mm -hmm. we can actually see them. Obviously, we can go out of our houses and now that we can go out of our houses and stuff that you can oh, go in groups of six, I believe it is now or something, but you still have to keep that two meter rule. Yeah. But, uh, I think that is really interesting that it offers a different aspect that... Um, can actually just see each other from the comfort of our own houses yeah and you can see you can you can go back to um you can go, go back to their house that you always used to visit that's um that's fantastic yeah it is <laughs> know about that. i'm just gonna have to check that out wow yeah yeah i'll send you i'll send you a link i appreciate that thank you um the going on from what you were saying about technology um that and how it's expanded um how far do you truly see technology going in the future because i know obviously when we were kids we only had our game boys or playstations mm -hmm. and now the world has expanded so much in technology that it, it we can pay on our watches like uh, it still blows my mind to this day that you can actually hold your watch up to something <laughs> and you can pay for your shopping like that and if it's under a certain amount but where do you see technology going um with what you've told me then 
Um, well, it, it, honestly, I've I've I mean, I've been pretty disappointed in the past five years that there haven't there hasn't been a lot of innova innovation. Unfortunately, I mean, we, we've got some good um, innovation in smartphones, and I'm talking about consumer technology, like in terms of um, what the actual scientific community has, has achieved, it's incredible. Um, but in the past five years, what's what's the most major change we've got? I mean, AirPods, I guess. <laughs> it, there's nothing, there's nothing that really makes you go, "Wow," you know what I mean? However, there are there are two particular in industries that really. Um, three actually but i'll talk about two because because that because what i was thinking of was a uh, space travel but that doesn't seem like it's going to be a consumer industry for quite some time it's not going to be available to the masses for a while um but the two yeah <laughs> um but the two are i think i think the two to look out for they're electric vehicles with um with uh with self-driving capabilities and virtual reality that's really cool. Um, I mean, obviously, the Tesla have come out with a lot of fantastic designs for their cars. And mm -hmm. actually, the interiors, the dashboards are fantastic. I mean, um, I don't know if it's true, but you can actually get Netflix and YouTube and everything that's um, oh, yeah. <laughs> on your, literally on your dashboard in your car, which is great. Mm -hmm. uh, you feel like you're doing your part for the world that um, you can go and charge your car and you're not using precious fossil fuels that have come straight from the earth and everything. And then there was also the self-driving part as well. That really just blew my mind. That Oh yeah, that's the kicker. Yeah, I, I never thought that when I was younger. It, um, you can actually sit in your car and you don't even have to drive it. It would drive for you. Like, yep. There are those moments in technology where they just completely blow my brains out on the wall and i'm thinking wow we live in a world where cars can drive themselves like what level of technology can truly be reached and um you know what you know what crazy scenario that that, that leads to oh go on <laughs> autonomous taxi networks so no use for drivers then yeah you, you could a, a taxi will just come to your house and take you wherever you want to go crazy right that, that is Let's talk of adoption in 2021 by Tesla. So, wow. See, that's just something else that's blown my brain completely on the wall there. Like, yeah. I, I just personally could never have thought of something like that. I mean, it's absolutely amazing that where we can, what heights we can truly achieve with mm -hmm. technology. And um, I mean, where do you, so you said you've been pretty disappointed with, um, like what's been coming out in the past five years it's not really something that's actually said made you go wow oh, oh my god um where do you see as a time span where something will, will completely blow your mind because for me it was the apple watch that i could pay for my shopping on my own watch and i still can't get over that <laughs> hmm. can you re can you rephrase that question um, in a time phrase, sorry, uh, in a time frame, uh, so say mm -hmm. in the t next 10 or 20 years from now, um, yeah. where do you, like, um, when's the next wow moment? Yeah. Yeah. That's mm. about it. <laughs> um, I mean, let me think about that. I think, I think within self-driving cars and VR will, will, are gonna expand, are gonna get much better rapidly over the next fifty years or so. 
that's the time span for that. But when when's the next one? I mean, it's it's whenever, um, say, Tesla or Oculus decide to. That those are the two main players in each of their respective industries. Who are, who are, and we the, the the fun thing is that we never know when they're going to release something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a few months ago, Oculus released um, hand tracking, so you don't even need a controller. You, what? Yeah, it's true. They they they, they, rec- they record um, your hands and and they'll make a virtual model that or like virtual hands, in which you can act, interact with the things in whatever game you're playing or whatever environment you're playing. Wow, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, it really is. But, but, that, but that came out just completely unreleased, and that, that's, what makes, um, that's what makes VR and, uh, and self-driving cars so interesting. Like, There's updates after updates after updates, and they come when you least expect them. That will just completely blow your mind out of the water. That's just, or like I rephrased it, brains in the wall. That, mm. That's amazing. I personally have um, always wanted to stay alive just until I can see, say, maybe for example, use we're using your example, Oculus, mm-hmm. um, when they can actually physically transport your body into a game. I mean, I've seen it on movies and everything, and I just think that would be a great time to be alive where you could be transported into your own favorite video game and you can go live it for yourself. <laughs> so someone, someone's already tried that. I, I remember, <laughs> I'm laughing because um, I, I, I sent, I sent, I sent um, a picture of my face and then it morphed on, it onto this virtual avatar, but it looked so bad. <laughs> it was funny as hell. <laughs> where was that? I, f- I forget what it's called. Um, I-, I don't think there was um, as much development time into whatever game it was, but it was funny to see someone um, that ambitious trying something like that. <laughs> it's probably like the PlayStation 2 eye to graphics. Or yeah, 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 yeah. It looked kind of <laughs> like that. I mean, wow. I mean, that would be um, a massive step up from, um, mm-hmm. back to what I was saying, it'd be a massive step up from, you know, iToy where they can actually physically transport your whole body and going into your um, brain, taking your um, thoughts and every memory you've lived, um, your DNA, and you actually put it in a game. I think that would just be something really special for me personally. And I know something like that would really take off in the gaming industry. Yes, yeah, something like that would take a long time. Um, although you'd want to be interested in the development of Neuralink if uh, if, uh, if if you want to keep up with the uh, the progress on that. You said uh, Neuralink. What's yeah, that? Neuralink. They're developing um, brain uh, brain computer interfaces. Wow! Crazy, right? Crazy. <laughs> See, these are the types of conversations that really fascinate me. That. Um... I just love to hear more about that. You know, I never would have thought waking up today and hearing about what Neuralink is and what they do and um, the sort of heights they can reach in technology. So that's really fantastic. Mm. (laughs) Um, So on Digging Deep, we delve into people's passions. And I know one of your biggest passions in life is veganism. So uh, talk to us about where your strong passion for veganism comes from. Um. I suppose I should uh, start from the beginning. You're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I was introduced by to veganism by Vegan Gains. Now, Vegan Gains is one of the most hated people on the internet. 
But hot damn, does he speak some truth? Um, so he's hated because he always uh, he always criticizes um, these really popular and liked people and calls them out. Um, and and he always he always uh, struck he, he he in his early videos he from when I watched from when I started watching him he, he always talk about uh, the health aspects quite a bit because that that was mainly what um what the argument to not be vegan was was uh was what, that was the strongest argument to not be vegan so um I became plant based not not quite vegan because I wasn't ethically um i wasn't i didn't have an ethically uh eth ethical reason to go to, to to not eat animals and then byproducts really yeah but then um that changed when i came across the name the trait argument and it's and, it, and it's very simple and it's a very simple thought experiment and it goes um what's the trait that, that's true of animals that if true of a human would justify the same kind of treatment that we that we give them so say someone says intelligence so if so if we found a human with a with the intelligence of a pig would it then be morally um would it then be moral to to treat them how we do a pig for, for reference one third of all pigs in the uk are killed in low concentrations of co2 gas wow so so um that and, and I and I went through all the all the arguments to not be vegan because I desperately didn't want to go vegan because I I'm, I'm not blind to the <laughs> to the appeal of of bacon or cheese or whatever, like the, the, it's very tasty stuff that I didn't want to give up on. But I I I just couldn't find a decent argument. And uh, and so, go on. Oh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not necessarily um. It, it's not human life versus animal life. It's human taste pleasure versus animal life. And, and and I think that's um, what most people arguing um, against veganism don't quite understand. You were going to say something? You were going to say something. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so I wanted to go back on um, the way you started and you said um, mm -hmm. the gentleman who you... Um, uh, was it on YouTube that you found him? Yeah. Something that he's one of the most hated people? Oh, yeah, he's hated a lot. Um, why is he hated then? Um, if he sort of um, opened this door of veganism to you, um, well, he's he's hated. Um, there are two ways that I could go about this. Let me think. Take your time; it's fine. Because <laughs> I know that when people hear things that um, they that they know are right. But they, but they don't quite want to uh, have that self responsibility. That they, they don't want to make a change. They'll they'll react with anger. And vegan gains is one of the most um, eloquent people to talk to, and to, to have these kind of kind of debates with. So I think that that inspires a lot of anger. But what I also think um, makes makes him really hated is that he's he's not afraid to to go out after really liked people like uh say in the bodybuilding industry or the health industry or whatever he he he, he calls bullshit where he sees it. It, it it doesn't matter the person i suppose uh, it can sort of show you that um a, i mean if a person calls out like lies or uh, dishonesty uh, or yeah yeah it shows that um 
that they're being true to being good, I guess, in a passion that they truly love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose that's really good. That um, that I mean, you, I know you're like that when um, bullshit or lies come up, and it's needed because it shows you that you're an honest person and you won't stand for those types of things. Um, so what struggles um and that was a beautiful story by the way <laughs> i oh, didn't thank you. <laughs> i think i just remember wake up waking up one day and um i think i got a message from mum or something saying um i think it was either mum or dad at the time and then um they just said oh lawrence doesn't eat meat anymore he's gone vegan i'm like what how long have i been sleeping for what <laughs> <laughs> yeah it surprised me it surprised me too but when you learn things like baby chicks being ground up alive on on day one just because they're male and they don't lay eggs or baby cars being stolen away from their mothers and and the extreme emotional stress that places on both of them and every single animal in the animal agriculture industry eventually dying in a slaughterhouse it's it's hard not to think that our our exploitation our murder our rape of non-human of non-human animals is easily the, the biggest a moral emergency of our time and do you do you see that changing in the future with how the world is going at the moment i mean because obviously with everything that's happened in 2020 i mean we've had the coronavirus then we've all been put in lockdown um and then obviously the black uh, black lives matter movement um obviously taking a massive storm all over the world um do you see um veganism having a massive change in the future with everything that's happened this year <laughs> um well i think i think the best the best way to answer a sort of question like that is is to look at what corporations are doing i mean th- those are the ones that are they're taking risks with their own money mm. so so i think they're they're the best say barometer to to to, to, to see where veganism is going and and to, and see where it's going to be in the future like what kind of momentum does the vegan movement have at the moment and right now it's really good. I mean, um, Beyond Me. Are you aware of Beyond Me? Uh, yes, I do have stocks in them. Actually, I've invested. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they 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 grew one hundred and thirty five percent last year in in revenue. Wow! And when when you hear a figure like that, you you you, you really got to wonder where where the hell is this demand coming from? And it's and it's from one of two people either vegans or people who are interested in, in veganism. And, and, and some people, well, there's actually a third category, people who just think it's more tasty than, than, than the original. I know definitely because I've actually um, had some of your um, vegan food when I come round, excuse me, uh, vegan food when I come round um, for dinner and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I personally sometimes think, oh no, I'm not going to enjoy it, but um, I'll just um, stay yeah, I enjoyed it just so it it will make him feel better, and then um, I won't have to feel bad that I made him feel bad. But um, <laughs> it, it's really something special and something different that you know. Um, I mean, going back to again when I was younger, I never thought um, it, technology to food could change like this in such an ever changing world. Mm. Um, it it's really fantastic. So um, I mean. Don't get me wrong, I do love my bacon and my cheese, my ham and everything like that. Um, is it really yours? Yeah, it, it really is. I just, um, 
sometimes for me it's just more of a well about 90 percent of the time probably I'd say it's that um I can't actually bring myself to actually say you know what I'm gonna cut out everything I love from with food so say like um bacon the particular butter uh cheese um eggs I believe um uh, have you got vegan type eggs and stuff uh yeah there are ways to simulate it so yeah and then um i personally believe it'd be a dramatic change for me so i do uh, and i could never do personally i don't think but i do really take my hat off to you that um you've actually gone through that change and you um why do you think that is why do you think that is (sighs) that is a good question i think it's the i'm happy with a certain amount of comfort that i've got in my life and that i've uh, sort of um, I've been accustomed to that, um, you know, that I can go in the fridge and maybe make myself a bacon sandwich with no sort of like, oh, I can't have this or I can't have that. It's not that I don't want to, say, do my part and make sure um, we live in a better world and better society. Um, I just think it's more the fact that I don't have that moral strength or mentality strength inside to say, yeah, I'm going to actually change the way I eat completely forever. Um, but I will be open to those types of things. But it's just that I don't think that I can actually physically do that. So I really take my hat off to you for that. There's just some things I can't do. And that's one of them. <laughs> hmm. um, well, yeah, if you can, you do, you do have to exercise some degree of self-responsibility. Um which, which I guess our generation isn't isn't necessarily uh, known for. Um, though, would, though I, I would say that I'm, I'm not entirely sure that you've digested uh, the consequences of what of what buying animal products really means. It, I mean, it, I, I'd, I'd encourage anyone to look at slaughterhouse footage or or um, or a cow being fisted in the anus, and and what? <laughs> uh, yeah, th- th- those those like. A cow has to be fisted in the anus to, to hold its cervix in place, so bull semen that they previously jacked off can can be inserted in. It, it's 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 very wrong. Even just hearing that, it makes you uncomfortable, doesn't it? No, knowing that you paid for that kind of thing just by seemingly innocently going down to the shop to buy some milk. That's mad. My jaw is literally <laughs> wow. Um... Yeah, I was expecting to dig deep on this first episode, but not that deep. Wow, <laughs> that's really or down the wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> the euphemism. Um, set... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I, I, um, I mean, you're being consistent. You, you, you're, you're, you're not saying that I'm wrong. Um, and you, you're being consistent, which a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are, are dishonest. They are. Uh, they they throw out logical fallacies, um, and I hear that a lot when I do street activism. Um, however, if you don't think you have the moral strength, I I'd, I think I think you may very well do. I, I'm just not entirely convinced that you've um, fully digested what the consequences of your actions are. That I'd actually be putting that particular thing in my body, and how the effect would happen on my body, I guess. On your body. Um, I'd say more in your conscious, like no, just knowing that you that you're paying for what's currently on screen. 
Yeah, that's very true, actually. I've mm. never thought of it like that. Mm. Do you think probably maybe like, I don't know, go for it and do it for a week or something and see how it goes? Do, I mean, is that what you did? I mean, it, it might. I didn't do that. I just I remember I went vegan uh, at exactly 11 p.m. on on the 11th of was it 20, 2017, I believe. Um, and just on that moment, uh, just just straight up on that second. Um, I was going to go somewhere. Uh, Bugger, what were you saying? Uh, that's all right. Um, no, what, what were you saying before? That um, I was, I was very integrated into your answer there. That um, I forgot what I said, but I mean, um, going from what you said there, actually, that um, oh, I, I, that was it. I believe it was like the physical mentalities, and maybe just do it for a week or something. And oh yes, okay, <laughs> this is important. I think it's good to use a, a sort of analogy for this. So think, how, w- would you say this about any other, um, say? what did I call it before? Moral emergency. Would you say this about any other moral emergency? Would you just try not being racist for a week? Would you try not beating your daughter for a week? Would you try, would you, would you just not beat your wife on just that, on just Mondays? I mean, you can say yes. Um, and that'd be a, that'd be a logically consistent position, but I think most people would be uncomfortable with saying yes. Yeah, because maybe they just sort of want to um, just do it flat out to make themselves a better person from that moment. Like when you said 11 o'clock, when it hit 11 o'clock, that that's when you knew you were going to be vegan sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That you, you're yeah. not going to just do it for a week and see how it feels and then mm-hmm. maybe never go back to it. That you're- Yeah, I, well, I think I was already vegan before that, but um, I hadn't quite decided decided on it. That's I'd say because I remember at the time I was watching a video about being decisive and uh, just somehow it was a coincidence that it was eleven o'clock by the way <laughs> and that um that uh, so, so that I just decided halfway through that video. Oh, that's really cool, actually. So maybe we were like it was coming up to eleven o'clock, and did you have like one final I don't know burger or bacon sandwich to sort of like send you off into veganism? <laughs> No, I don't even remember what was the last non-vegan thing I ate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's all fine. Um, so going, so still staying on the topic of that, actually, um, obviously because um, the way I start the question is one of your biggest passions. Um, mm. Change, it's, it's obviously had a massive change on getting the correct amount of nutrients. But what struggles do you face in life with getting the correct amount of nutrients into your body? Um, when you're with the food with the particular vegan food um because you work out a lot mm-hmm. um so the first thing to know about vegan food is there's not a whole lot of calories in it so unless you're getting mock meats and and things like that um like it, it, it it's hard to get the calories which is why a lot of people tend to lose a lot a lot of weight eating vegan and when you work out you you if you're trying to if you're trying to put on some bulk then uh yeah you, you got to be eating a lot but even more so if you're vegan um and to do with nutrients i remember the first two weeks of um not eating animal products i i uh signed up to a website called chronometer 
where you can input um, what you ate and how much of it you ate. And it shows you a list of uh, every single amino acid, every single um, every single nutrient that, the, um, that you get from your diet from that particular day. And um, it seems like I was, I, was just, I was doing just fine. I, I, and eventually I, I, I figured out what I should be eating more of, what I should, what I don't need to eat so much more of. And uh, yeah, the, the, what's, um, what people need to be very conscious of when they go vegan is that they have some source of B12 and omega-3s on top of, of enough calories. So B12, um, we, we would, it, it, it's only found in animal products and we and and we and we and that and that's because um that, that's it's, it's exclusive to animals but uh what's, what's also interesting is that they add b12 to their food so you get an extra boost of it um omega-3s i mean everyone says that they, they you should be eating your fish for omega-3s but how often do people really eat fish for omega-3s that's very um, like fish is like like uh, once a month i guess if you pop down to your local chippy then maybe once a week yeah <laughs> that you can actually treat yourself to that or maybe um mm -hmm. like when mum used to um i don't know if you had them but mum gave us the cod liver oils when we were younger as well i'm not yeah i remember that yeah they were uh, just gross for some people but i personally didn't mind them um i don't know if they've got the omega freeze in yeah 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 that that's uh that's what they are and um and you'll just want one teaspoon of, of flax seeds so that's what i do every single day get it in one way or another and uh yeah you're pretty much done with, the, with those three um with those three uh nutrients um i've had blood tests done and they've come out perfectly fine Oh, that's cool. and, I mean, it was, it, there wasn't really much struggle. I, I imagine it probably was at the start because you, you know, you made this big change in your life. I mm -hmm. didn't know much about the community. Well, you might have known about the community that um, were out there, but you couldn't have um, essentially, how do I put it, um, um, mellowed with the community that's in your local area because essentially you probably didn't know anyone, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, and to this day, um, aside from the activists, I know I, I'm I'm pretty much the only vegan uh, in my space. Wow, Does, is that um, is that tough on you? Would you say, or is it just something that you've become accustomed to now? Um, well, I'll put it this way: Would, would you be comf comfortable knowing that everyone you know uh, beats their siblings? Or three times a week, uh, three times a day. I mean, it, it, it's it's not a nice thing to know. Although, uh, but at the same time, you understand why they do it, why they do it, and it's because they've always done it because because of all these pretty weak reasons that you would have probably offered up before you went vegan. Um, so yeah, it, it is pretty difficult. But um, that you, uh, I mean. It's, uh... It's really strong that you're mm. still doing that. I suppose that's probably still why you're one of the biggest inspirations for me that um, that I can actually still, you know, carry on. And um, I think, oh, if he can do it, then what What does it matter if I'm having this um, tough day of feeling alone or that, um, that I'm feeling like I can't carry on? But if he's doing it, that's so can I. Because obviously, 
you know, we've been to London together. We've been to Scotland. Um, I've taken you mm. places, and we've got many stories together, which is which I'll never ever forget. Um, yeah, I treasure them. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you do. They, um, I mean, you're gonna grow up, and then um, tell tell these cool stories to more people you'll meet. Um, I, I might be probably mm. probably on dates and stuff. I, I don't know if you have or not. <laughs> or <even laughs> remember that one time when um, I went to go out to the um, Chinese shop to get some chopsticks because I forgot them and the shop closed and then you were shouting at me from the very (laughs) window in Scotland and it was about what I think about midnight or something and people about 50 stories up yeah yeah and it was like oh you threw me out of the hotel room or something (laughs) (laughs) and it was raining as well wasn't it yeah and the Scottish drive guy drives past and he says, um, "Oh, why why are you outside?" I'm just like, "Oh no, I'm here to get some uh, chopsticks from the shop." And he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I know it's like when your woman throws you out the hotel." <laughs> he just drives <laughs> Good stuff. I mean, those are some really funny memories. So, yeah, going back it makes me smile thinking back about them. Yeah, those are some good times. I wish. We- 2017 was a good, good year. I do miss that year a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wish we could um, obviously go back to them, but it, um, essentially it makes me think, you know, if, like what you said, um, you're the only one that's vegan, um, and sometimes it might be tough, but you just carry on. And so, yeah, I do I do thank you for that sort of inspiration to carry on. It's, it's nice <laughs> without getting too emotional there. <laughs> Um, I'm glad I can have that effect. It's always appreciated. <laughs> um, now, I know, obviously, like I said, because we grew up together and uh, we played a lot of video games when we were younger and the endless amounts of hours of fun that they provided us with was amazing. Mm. That you, oh, yeah. You can agree with. For sure. But uh, as we carry on in an ever-changing amount of technology in our world, where do you see gaming heading to with the introduction of virtual reality? Because obviously, um, I know you t- um, touched on this before, but yeah, where do you see it heading to? Hmm. Um, where do I see it in the next? Well, it, it's... Um, I see the there's going to be a lot more money put into it as, as more and people decide to buy virtual reality headsets. Companies then, when, when people buy more VR headsets, um, people's companies then see that the, there are more people who will uh, be available to buy their games, and that just leads to bigger and bigger budgets. I mean, I'm not. Have you heard of Half Life, Alex? Um, is that the one that um, Half Life Three Valve developed? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Them. <laughs> that, that now that that's become their, uh, I guess, their magnum opus now. And it's such a good game. I haven't played it, but you can tell from the gameplay footage um, that a lot of love has been put into it. And when when budgets get bigger and bigger, um, the, the the games in VR that you play become more and more immersive. Um, but when when we talk about things that are unique to virtuality in itself, I think uh, it's useful to think about how how we experience it. So in a regular game, you'll, you'll experience it through a regular monitor. So 
and that's uh, 1920 by 1080 pixels. And, that, and that's all you get. But with virtual reality, you can look around, you can stand up, and the uh, the word is locomotion. So when when your head moves, uh, you you look at a different perspective within the game world. And what that essentially means is that the control process um, is exactly so. You make memories uh, exactly the same way as you do in real life, and just. And just think about that for a second. Think about how how incredible that is when um, you're the 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 way in which you make your memories day to day. So every time you cook, every time you interact with a friend, that that that's experienced the same exact way in virtual reality. Wow. And it's hard to explain. Um, just how good virtuality is to someone who's never experienced it. Because I'm assuming you haven't, have you? I mean, I've only experienced the thing where you put your phone in the in the front pocket of the case of the glasses, mm. um, and that's probably the most virtual reality I've ever really experienced. <laughs> that's <laughs> unfortunate. When um, I... when you come over next, I'll um I'll have to show you my uh. Just, just what you can see through virtual reality because it really is incredible. It's, it's not particularly something that you can understand just through my words or anyone's words for that matter. You really have to. It just clicks as soon as you um put the headset on. It, it's it's uh, you get a deeper un- understanding, which is why I'm so enthusiastic about it. And that everyone, I'm so enthusiastic that everyone actually tries it. That's I guess that's another big passion for you as well, really. Then. That, um you want actually people to go and experience this new thing that um we've developed as a world yeah it's um it's where my career's headed that's that's a really nice thing to hear that i mean if you love it then Mm. um i believe i believe personally that it never actually turns into work or something strenuous that you can actually wake up every day and that you can go to something that you enjoy that you'd actually want to say yeah Mm. i do love my job or there'll always be a new adventure that it's not going to be the same thing over and over and over again. That yeah. be, you, you know, you'll wake up and you'll go to work and there'll be something brand new waiting for you every time you step out of that door and you go to mm-hmm. work. So it's, that's really nice to hear. Um, going on from what you were saying um, with how it's all um, your passion, in it, essentially, that you can't really, I think I, I quote that you said, um, you can't um, really experience it through your own words that you're saying now. Um, mm-hmm. Don't experience it. Do you believe that um, people have become bored with controllers? Uh, that this is why VR was developed, and that they want you, they wanted you to become more immersed in games. That people have got, you know, tired of the same controller that you pick up every day, and that you just have to watch through a screen. I've never, I've never thought of people getting bored with regular old controllers, but it, it, it makes sense. I mean, we've, um, our society has been promised a lot of technological revolution and breakthroughs and all this, all this crazy stuff that we'll get to experience within our lifetimes. But um, since, 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 since video game, game consoles started, I mean, that hasn't controllers haven't changed a, a crazy amount. I mean, there have been ergonomic improvements, but the, it, it's more or less still the same thing. 
with um with virtual reality, it's uh, it completely flips the whole thing on its head, and I think uh, that's that's what excites people. Yeah, that's really nice. That's a good answer. I do appreciate that. Look, well, would you say that um, um, controllers would be the same as keyboards as well, or would you say they're a completely different thing with the um, WSAD movements? <laughs> Are you PC master races? Yeah, PC is so much better than console. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can you rephrase your question? Can you rephrase? Um, so would you say controllers would be the same as um, keyboards as well, or would you say they're a completely different thing? Because obviously we've got the same, the same box or um, station, you've got the same standard buttons, but mm -hmm. they yeah. offer a different perspective to gaming than controllers. Uh, yeah, you absolutely gain a different... Um... A different perspective, as you put it. Um, although you also lose a lot at the same time. I mean, um, on a on a on a keyboard, you get so many different buttons to to click, and um, it allows it allows for such complex games. So some like uh, I'm not going to give them any examples because uh, I'm not so sure that views will quite uh, will quite known. But um, you 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 can play such such complex games with um, so many different routes, so many different ways to interact with the world. But with um, I've, I've I'm looking at my uh, VR controller right now, and it's got it's got trigger button. It's um, it's got a it's got a middle finger button. You've got a joystick, two buttons on your thumb, and that's about it. So you don't you don't quite get so much um. You don't quite get so so many ways to interact with the world around you. Um, although I, I'm I'm. Uh, I'm happy to be surprised because people are very creative. Definitely. I mean, um, I think it was going back to what I was saying at the start. I never thought even where I started off playing games, you know, when um, Dad burnt us, all those old PlayStation 1 copies. Mm -hmm. um, oh. I never thought it would have elevated this much. And it makes you think all, to all the kids today that are being born um you know playing warzone or fortnite or whatever they play and what aspects that they can see when they're our age and i'm really mm. excited for them so yeah um it, it is a nice answer that you said about that um because i never thought of it like that i thought I just thought you know controllers and keyboards are the same things that they can um they still make you do the same thing in the game but um, with the yeah, I, I think I think a good way to put it is um is uh it, it's not necessarily what what's in the game world, but how you interact with it that that's that's uh that can appreciate that can help you appreciate the game on a whole nother level level. Well, definitely. So I mean, it can go from the gameplay. Maybe one of our favorite things, mm -hmm. obviously, Jet Set Radio. Um, the storyline in that was man, I love Jet Set Radio. God, you know. Even to this day, we, we we can't stop thinking about it. I think that shows just how how incredible of a game it was. Yeah, that Sega can actually develop something that will have that much of a lasting impact on people's lives. They think mm -hmm. even when they're old, uh, however old we are now, I believe you're 18 or 19, if I'm correct. Yeah, I'm 19. Yeah, got one of them. <laughs> but, and it can have that such of a long-lasting effect that, you know, um, it 
it's it's seriously made like I said the effect. So that yeah, it was nice. Um, but it's also that other aspect of it that you know if you want to play through a keyboard or a normal controller, there's mm-hmm. other personal aspects to you of how you play the game. Um, yeah. Uh, so you've been talking to me about a new book you've recently read called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. And um, it piqued my interest yeah. personally, so I looked into it myself and found it very fascinating. So um, what I wanted to ask you was, um, please talk more about what drew you to this book in the first place. Um, what's it about and how can we practice at least one of these pillars to better ourselves in everyday life? Um, sure. So I think it's important to understand what exactly self-esteem is. I mean, it, everyone throws around this this term these days, but no one quite understands what it is. Um, because it, in the 80s, or I think I think it was the 80s or so. No, this was the 60s. I was, reading, I was actually rereading the book this morning. Um, I So the, the, the challenge in the 60s was helping people gain an understanding of what it is. But now that they've, they've succeeded, it's it, everyone's talking about it, everyone's throwing around the word, and it gets confused with arrogance and, um, and, have, and, and being too cocky and things like that. But it's... Um, it, it, people um, have kind of lost touch of what it actually means. And what it really means in its most simple form is that there is joy in being who you are. Not, not in being better than others. So you, you could just sit there and be con- completely content. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Conduct- does that make sense? Sorry? Does that make sense? It does. Um, that I was actually looking at these um, particular pillars and um, it was um, on YouTube and the guy was actually, he said what the pillars were, but he went more into detail about um, what they examples for them and i think it was the fourth one that really sort of piqued my interest was that um i can't remember what particular pillar it was called but um the example that he gave i think it was the um the pillar of self-control or something that other Mm -hmm. people uh, it, it was a perfect example for me because it happens in my everyday life that i can um be myself like when i go out a lot of my friends um drink uh, drink alcohol sometimes they go overboard and um i mm-hmm. i'm the one who looks after them which is fine they say oh jordan just have one just have one 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 uh um and they're all in that group that i don't know how to word it that they i mean it's not that i'm judging their choices that are wrong i'm just saying that um they're in that group that drink and mm-hmm going back to what you're saying about the veganism i'm the one who stands alone saying no i don't drink i won't have one it's fine um but i think it was the pillar of self-control if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah um yeah was that the pillar um i don't know if that's the exact name but yeah that, that that's what it means um yeah so and how like how do you feel we could work one of these into our uh, i guess everyday lives um well, the pillar that resonated me with the most is uh, is the consciousness one, and um, because uh, I, I when, as, when I was reading this, this book, I, I realized 
I, I pretty much have all of these down pretty damn well, but the consciousness, living consciously, as, as the guy who wrote it calls it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's one that I, I, I still fail at occasionally. Um, and, and what it means is, um, let me think about how to put this. It's fine, take your time. Mm -hmm. So it's, are you familiar with the NPC meme, by the way? They're the, um, the video game characters that um, actually just get put in there that sometimes can walk into walls, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, per that's a perfect, perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so it stands for non-player character uh, in a video game. And it and it's 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 someone um, that's not being controlled, but they're being controlled by an artificial intelligence. So they're running by an algorithm. That they're they're not really thinking about their, what they're doing. They're they're running on um. They're running on autopilot essentially, and uh, and I feel myself doing that, um, more much more often than I'd like. And it's which, which is um something that can really be helped by meditation of all things so meditation it's um it's achieving consciousness but without thoughts and entering that kind of mindset for for prolonged periods of time um it helps you to live consciously it, it, this by the way this isn't recommended in the book but this is what i've found, what i've recently found out helps with this particular pillar um and what he recommends in the book is to say, is to write out, is to do sentence completion exercises. So you write out on a piece of paper or on your computer or whatever. Um, if I am 5% more conscious in the way that I act today, and then complete the sentence to about six, 10-ish of these. And, and it's gotta be a, a stream of consciousness. Don't think about what you're writing down, just write it. Even if, um, even if what you're writing down is profound or, um, profound or or disturbs you a little yeah um like th th this is supposed to be your 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 uncensored thoughts and i've been doing that for about a week and um well i've been writing some interesting things nothing quite profound has come up yet but um and it's and it's, it's also good to go into these things without expectations yeah um are you did you do you want to talk more about that pillar because um I, I'd like to go on to another thing, if you don't mind. But I'm happy to keep talking about that if you want to. I mean, yeah, no, it's completely up to you. I mean, I know you mentioned med meditation and yoga as well, which is something mm -hmm. I'd like to tap into a bit later. But um, yeah, I did. Um, I mean, if if you'd be more than happy to as well, just to talk about that more, um, I, w I personally wouldn't mind. But um, there was also um, what drew you to that book? Um, which I was curious about. Um, I mean, nothing special uh, drew me to that book. I, I just uh, got a friend recommending it to me. He said it's only like five hours on Audible. So uh, was it five hours or four hours? Doesn't matter. But it, it, it's not a very long read. Um, so I thought, well, it, it seemed, and it seems like it's a, it's a pretty important book as well. One that I can. Uh, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I could gain some, something valuable from it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty cool that, you you know, if if there's one thing, like, I, I'm hoping that people can, when they listen to this, 
it's um, that they that they're just not afraid to just essentially again go digging deep for a little more possibility mm-hmm. or potential that they can truly achieve in the world. And how that book was suggested to you is that tiny thing that you can you know oh you know I'll check it out. What benefits will I have in my world? So that I like that. They're, they're the beautiful ones that you know. I'll check this out. Um, I feel it would really help you. And then, yeah, it's those are the ones that have the really lasting impression on you. I personally believe. <laughs> mm. But um, going on from what you were saying about meditation and yoga, um, uh, it's uh, it ties into it, I guess. Um, but I wanted to ask you more about why you take night walks, just like myself, and what you believe they can do for us in terms of spiritual, mental healing, um, mental health healing, or whatever, how you'd like to put it. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm not so sure that I'll be able to talk a whole lot. I mean, I, uh, I think I can say a few interesting things, but um, I was hoping to ask you um since I, I've noticed you, you've been taking a, a a lot of you've been doing night night walks much more longer than, than I have. Um, however, what I've noticed during night walks is that it's it's an excellent way, and it seems so simple, but it's an excellent way to to digest what what's happened throughout the day, what you want to do the next day. Um, have this sort of solemn alone time with yourself, while feeling like you're part of the outside society, but because no one's out there, you feel like, um, because, because no one's out there at nighttime, it's, it, it's quite a surreal experience knowing that everyone, everyone, like, uh, this whole environment will be, will be busy the next day, but in this moment, it's not. And, um, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to use the best words I have, but it's hard to describe why, why it's useful. Maybe you could, Help me. Um, for me personally, I feel that um, going on from what you said, it was more like, you know, um, when I wake up tomorrow or if I come here tomorrow morning, that it's mm-hmm. this place is going to be absolutely ram-packed with people. And at the moment, all you do, you're, you're out there and you just hear nothing. Uh, you, the only mm-hmm. thing that you could possibly hear, oh, sorry, only two things that you could possibly hear, I'd say, would be cars driving by there's obviously the and that's infrequent yeah yeah i mean there's those odd people that have to go to work or um they're probably catching a flight obviously not the moment with the pandemic but um mm-hmm. the only other thing as well that really calms me when i'm there as well is um the leaves brushing up the leaves in trees and stuff oh that is lovely yeah yeah and it's just that you know no one's around um, no one in the world knows where you are at that particular time. You're just by yourself. and mm-hmm. you haven't got a slight worry in the world that you can digest that um, it's been a good day and I can just have that healing for meditation or um, just to get my mental health all calm again. It, I don't know if you feel the same way. That's what I personally feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And, and something else... Um... It, it's it's not necessarily when you have the night walk, but when you get back, there's there's a sense of safety that you get. I don't know if you if you get that as well. Yeah, the you're back home and you're nice and cozy, and um, it help it helps with my sleep. Does it help with yours? Help with oh, yours? definitely. It's that you know, after I've been out and 
I, sometimes I do feel there is a the tad bit of vulnerability when I go outside that um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not obviously in my own bed, I'm not wrapped up, I'm not safe with the doors locked. But when I do get back... Um, you appreciate it. Yeah. It's not that like um, I don't appreciate, obviously have proof of my head or anything like that or um, mm-hmm. the uh, everything I work for, those little necessities that some people do take for granted. Like, you know, before you get a runny nose, um, you appreciate not having a runny nose, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when when I do get back, it's more appreciated that I can go, ah, and it's just like, like you said, it helps more with that mental state. So um, mm-hmm. I'm glad we feel the same way about that. Yeah. And it's just great to have some kind of nighttime routine. Yeah, that you can actually go out and just um, no one in the world knows where you are at that particular time. And yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, uh, I'm so glad you feel that same way because that um, I, I was hoping that wasn't just me and it just wasn't me being in like a crazy state saying oh, no one in the world knows where I am. At <laughs> out of context, that would sound very weird. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I have no van drive past or anything, but. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good. Um, and coming towards the end of the show, um, I wanted to um, ask one final question. Um, I did um, start the show off with one of the biggest topics of what's going on in the world at the moment, obviously with COVID, and pandemic and lockdown and everything and how you're holding up. Um, I wanted to finish with um, the everything that's gone on since the unfortunate death of George Floyd. Um, Mm -hmm. how influential would you say social media has grown and where do you see it going in the future? Um, Because, I mean, we had the first cop that was um, obviously kneeling on George and um, he's, I've heard he's been, uh, his charge has been elevated to a second degree murder, but just a Mm -hmm. a half later, the other four coppers were um, arrested. And from what I've seen, it's been all the protests, social media and... um, I feel that social media has personally had a massive impact on what's hap- uh, what happens in our everyday society and um, uh, how it's impacted um, fantastic causes like Black Lives Matter. So um, I just wanted your take on that and how um, influential you would say social media has grown and where do you see it going in the future? Um, Another yeah, um, I, I'm, when you ask that question, I, I can't help think, but think um, that it was somewhere in the US. It was it, one of the protests was organized just by three teenage girls and, and nothing more. And it was this massive protest. Wow. And it, it makes me think it, it doesn't quite matter so much your experience or who you are or whatever. It, it, it matters how well you can connect with people and how well you can. Um, portray a message and it 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 it's it i wonder whether it's because of the anonymity of the of the internet because you can you can hide but you, you, not it's not enough to not hide but you're not showing you who you are when you open up a say a um a london london black lives matter Instagram page, like no, no one knows who you are or what, or what your past is or whatever, or what you've done, um, or what you've organised in the past, and um, and I, I, I like I like 
I like that people are people's skills are being shown instead of of their person. Yeah, the, um, mm. it's because obviously when um, back say maybe even before we were born, we've seen all these things that like um, black people were being treated horribly. But mm. at least they were getting. I don't know if you've seen. I'm pretty sure you've seen the pictures and videos of. Um, black people being sprayed by giant fire hoses and stuff. Um, yeah, awful. How they were treated. And do you feel that it's more pent-up rage now that um, a lot of, unfortunately, that black people have uh, lost their lives due to what's um, unfortunately been happening? But um, do you feel that, that it's a lot of pent-up rage over the years that um, has just sparked this massive thing that we're actually experiencing now every day when we flip on TV or essentially it doesn't have to be TV but um, mm-hmm. maybe, fa- maybe sorry, maybe Facebook and we just see it all on our newsfeed that um, everyone is fed up they're angry yeah, do you feel that that's just um, pent-up rage or do you feel yeah, um... that they were afraid to speak up in the past yeah, that that uh, well, undoubtedly, uh, I think that's much less so now. And um, what's interesting is I remember um, I remember this study that was um, on this uh, Chinese, essentially a Chinese Facebook, or the government approved uh, kind of Facebook, and they 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 researched what kind of news spreads fastest. They studied um, articles that were maybe maybe sad, maybe ones that were happy ones that spark joy, but the one that, that gets the most shares, the most likes, um, the most comments are, are angry, Think things that, that inspire rage and anger. And um, I think that ties into your question with social media. That, um, for better or worse, for this case, for the better, um, people people aren't so afraid to, to bring their... People aren't, aren't, aren't afraid to bring their uh, their rage to the streets because now now we're con- we're now we're conducting our our con- uh, all of our con- uh, discussions online. It, it's not so much it's not so difficult to bring that onto the streets anymore. No, I mean it's that you know, I think that we've grown up as a society and said mm-hmm. you know that this has got to stop that. Um, why are we treating um, others of different skin color like this way? And that's not right. And it's great that we've grown as a society like that. But unfortunately, there's just those odd few individuals that um, still think it's right to, you know, take George, for example, kneel on his neck for nine minutes. Or um, Mm. um, there was another one that I've seen recently that um, I think it was a 75-year-old man he got pushed over and um, cops just walked right past him. And I feel it's a strange yeah. time in the world that we're actually experiencing. Um, I personally never thought that I would see it for myself. I don't know about you. Um, I thought it was going to happen sooner or later, but not in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's strange. Um, a lot of people felt like something like this was going to come up. and Like this, I mean... A lot of bad global things happening happening at the same time, almost like some kind of doomsday scenario. Yeah, the sort of people can label what we're going through as the end of the end of the world, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got COVID. Um, 
like the rainforests are on fire. We got we got um we got police brutality. Um, we've got uh, Hong Kong, which a lot of people forget about very easily for some reason. Um, and uh, it, it's it's strange to see a lot of the a lot of the bad things happening at once. Yeah, it was like um, twenty sixteen when a lot of um, famous people were passing away, unfortunately, and um, it all happened mm. at once. And now, like you said. It's, add another one I don't know if you heard sorry that um there was that new development in the Madeleine McCann case after 13 years after she was disappeared take mm -hmm. it's just like god what else couldn't happen you know is an aliens going to come down and um sort of make a new home on our planet or something or um are we going to develop new goggles that where we can see ghosts and you know be friends with them and that thing <laughs> and I'm, I'm can't, I guess I could say I'm excited for what's going to be happening, but also scared because you never know like what might be over the horizon. But with the way that it's been going, it's not going to be looking good. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think that's why a film like Joker exists. Have you seen that, by the way? Um, I've only seen a very small amount of it. Um, probably not much that I could probably elaborate it on as much as yourself. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it. It's easily one of my favorite films, and it's um. I, th I think it shows just how there's this meme, clown world. Yeah. And it describes um just just how much crazy stuff is going on in the world, and and like pe people can't people can't get a lot of people feel like they can't get angry at it at it anymore. They've accepted it, and because they've accepted it, it becomes funny. They, they 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 laugh, um, and so and so goes the goes the meaning clown world. So when they see um, all this all this bad stuff going on, they they, they decide to laugh at it, and uh, that, that that that's how they cope, because they because they can't they they say and they can't think this can't quite be reality, can it? Surely not. And yeah, unfortunately, it is. It's just the way that um, the decade has started off. You know, you've seen all the yeah. posts and everything saying, oh, it's been a fantastic decade. What's going to happen next? I can't wait for 2020. Oh, God, the Australian fires, COVID, um, World War Three. Um, oh, forgot about that one. <laughs> the list just goes on and on. And then, well, you know, zombies are going to probably start popping up from the ground. You know? <laughs> if, we're lucky. if we're lucky. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> we can go on a full like um cod zombies just rampage and get you know a juggernaut and double tap and see how long we can last <laughs> <laughs> yeah and 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 you, you say that to, to me um to, to make joke of the situation and that's exactly what the essence of the clown world meme is we, we can't quite make sense of it so that, so why not just laugh at it yeah i mean i think it kind of makes it feel a lot better in a sense i don't know about you Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just a British thing. I don't know. No. Just taking the piss out of things to make them seem like not, not they're not such a big deal. Just anything to cope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Lawrence, it's been an honour to have you on as my first guest on Digging Deep. No, thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been an honour. Um, I'll be sure to make sure I'll, I'll be sure to make a pit stop when all this is over, and we'll um, see how the VR goes. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, absolutely. Maybe have an episode two sometime if you're interested. More, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to. We'll see what happens in for 2020. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank you. Okay then.